our kundalini energy is that life force energy that we all have inside of us. But for most of us, it'll lie dormant at the base of our spine for a whole life because we've disconnected from this really powerful life force energy that's inside of us. This life force energy, I like to think of it as the who am I at a soul level? Really tapping into that, like, I know who I am and I love who I am and I am unwavering in who I am and I believe that my soul has a purpose. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today I am so excited to sit down with Casey Villard. Casey is a self-mastery and kundalini business mentor for six and seven figure visionaries. Today we are talking in depth about kundalini, what this energy truly is, how it impacts our life and how to use it for manifestation, for business success and to really create the life that we're meant for on a soul level. You are going to love this interview. I have been following Casey and been part of her programs for years. She is a true activator and inspiration for me. And it was so fun to sit down and ask her all my juicy questions about Kundalini energy, manifestation, business, and so much more. So without further ado, let's welcome Casey onto the show. Hey, Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here, and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia, and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Casey. Welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm so excited you're here. How's it going? I'm so excited to be here too. I'm so excited that we finally made this happen. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so yummy. Everybody, you are in for some juicy treats here. (laughs) So let's just start off with a little intro, the foreplay. Let us get to know you a little bit. If anyone hasn't heard of you, hasn't found you in your corner of the internet, um, yeah, share a little bit about yourself and what you do. Totally. So I, well, I call myself a Kundalini business coach. Um, but I think I, I kind of put a title on something that is unquantifiable. And I think that probably a lot of your people, and I know that you resonate with that a lot where we're so multidimensional and we do so many things, but the two main things that I do is Kundalini, the art of Kundalini, the technology of Kundalini and how we use that technology for our business success, both creating the, you know, entrepreneur and the CEO and that internal environment that is required for success. And of course, manifestation too, right? So I think that that's going to be a really good conversation here today because we can use this sacred technology for that purpose as well. So Kundalini business coach, I have been in the online space for almost 10 years, which is crazy that I've been here for almost a decade teaching business. Um, I had a background in the wellness industry and then about three years ago, really transitioned over into um, energetic business coaching, Kundalini business coaching, and 
kind of diversifying who I was working with as opposed to um, working just at the level of the body and the mindset with women, but really starting to understand um, that connection, mind, body, soul, and how that affects our business. And so that is what I do. I empower visionaries, mystics, healers, soul-based entrepreneurs to really step into the core of who they are and lead their vision and their mission from that place, building out six and seven figure businesses. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I appreciate so much what you do. Um, I've been in one of your containers in, in um, the co-creatrix method. And I love the way that you empower entrepreneurs because we are so multidimensional and there's so many people out there just teaching, like, this is the funnel and this is yeah. the, you have to have an opt-in and you have to have a thing. And it's just so, I'm so fucking over it. <laughs> and when I'm working with people, whether they're entrepreneurs or not, I'm like, we need to like activate and squeeze out your juice. That's what's going to have you have success, whether it's in business yeah. or in manifestation, it's you, you are the power, right? You are the mojo, the secret sauce. So I love that that's everything you're about. Um, and I love that your journey has brought you here starting from wellness. And I started out doing nutrition consulting because I yeah. healed my own eating disorder with intuitive eating. And from nutrition consulting, it went to intuitive eating, which went to teaching intuition, which went to teaching <laughs> yeah. manifestation. Now I'm like mind, body, soul. And it started in wellness, but it was not just about the body. So I can deeply relate. And I know a lot of people listening have had struggles with the body with Mm -hmm. either weight or health or whatever, and then realized it's not just about the body. It's about yeah. all these other levels of things going on. So I love Absolutely. your journey and it's just so powerful. Um, so let's talk about Kundalini. I would love to just hear more because being in your container, that was the most exposure I've had to Kundalini. Of course, oh. I've heard a lot about it, yeah. but your program was where I actually was doing it, doing the videos, doing the weekly or the, you know, every couple of weeks having, you know, exercises, yeah. practices, to do is very powerful, but I still kind of have no idea what it truly is. So I'd love to hear, and you're calling it technology. So let's dive into that. Share yeah. girl, share. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things. I'm like, how much time we got, yeah. you know, because this has been a lifelong study and I've been actively practicing for a very long time. Um, but it is really, really, really a magnificent tool. And what's really cool is when Kundalini was really brought over, um, from the East to the West, where we really started practicing it here. Um, when it was brought over, it was said that this particular type of yoga and meditation and working with our Kundalini energy may not fully land until the age of Aquarius, because it is an Aquarian age practice. And so little like backstory, if you don't know what the age of Aquarius is, we are transitioning. We started this transition in 2012 from the Piscean age into the age of Aquarius, which is leaving a paradigm of like control and power and I over we, and <clears throat> those really like dogmatic paradigms that we are seeing that very masculine, masculine strategy, hustle culture, wearing, you know, like success on our sleeve, like a badge of honor being really disconnected from the body. Um, a lot of like religious stuff came in during that Pis Piscean age. And so in 2012, we actually entered into a new era, which is the age of Aquarius, which is very much we, it's a collective, it's community, it's healing, it's the divine feminine coming through, it's creativity, it's fluid, it's flow. And with that, it's like 
ripping down and tearing away of structures that are not serving this new world. So without being like too wooey and ethereal, I mean, like you can go read about the age of Aquarius. It is so fascinating and it's almost eerie when you read about the age of Aquarius and what has been taking place since 2012. And we came to a peak at 2020 into this new era. So we're, we're really starting to calibrate down the other side of it now. And so that's why we're seeing so many people going through some type of spiritual awakening. We're connecting to our body more. We're like, Ooh, I have these intuitive gifts. We're seeing more healers come out of the closet now more than ever. We are having people like spiritual awakening left, right and center. And that is the age of Aquarius. So really, really exciting. So when Kundalini was brought over, it was said, this is a practice to help you navigate the age of Aquarius, because it's not going to be pretty and it's not going to be easy. And we are releasing stories and beliefs and conditioning and patterns and wounding that is thousands of years old, 2,100 years old, right? So when we practice this yoga and this meditation, it is fine tuning the body to actually raise the frequency. And I'm not talking about that, like (laughs) raise the frequency and like love and light, but I'm talking about like our actual electromagnetic field that we all have that electrical impulse of the body. We are working directly with that energetic meridians. And, um, so it's a really, really interesting tool for us now more than it ever, ever, ever has been. So I'm excited that we're hearing about it more. I don't know if you've noticed that I really have, or it's becoming more mainstream. There's more people talking about it, more people even teaching Kundalini, which is just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, And I believe that if people are really, really feeling the heaviness of anxiety or depression or that pressure, like feeling like we're under pressure, pressure to achieve, pressure to perform, perfectionism, people pleasing, like we're seeing this now more than ever. This is such a beautiful antidote to so many of those things, energetic medicine. Mm -hmm. So to simplify, (laughs) let me simplify for the sake of being here. There are two pieces to Kundalini. There is Kundalini in the raw form energy, and then there is Kundalini yoga and meditation. Mm -hmm. So most people, when they hear about Kundalini, they will hear about the yoga and the meditation as it was brought over, similar to Hatha yoga or Bikram yoga or something like that. It's just another form of yoga, the most ancient form of yoga, the yoga of awareness. But it works directly with our kundalini energy, which Mm -hmm. is something completely different. Our kundalini energy is that life force energy that we all have inside of us. And at that point of conception, when we are conceived, we are essentially infused with like cosmic energy, life force energy. It is giving life, right? So when we are infused with that, it's our Kundalini energy, but for most of us, it'll lie dormant at the base of our spine for a whole life. Mm. Right. And that's why like, we're seeing so many people that are disconnected from who they are at their core is because we've disconnected from this really powerful life force energy that's inside of us. And so this life force energy, I like to think of it as the who am I at a soul level? Who am I 
before everybody told me who I was supposed to be, before I picked up on all these like values from my parents and stories from teachers and, and peers and who I am supposed to be and how I'm supposed to move through the world. But really tapping into that, like, I know who I am and I love who I am and I am unwavering in who I am. And I believe that my soul has a purpose. My soul has a mission. So really connecting back to that, that is our Kundalini energy, that Shakti, that divine feminine energy. So if it lies dormant our whole life, we're walking around picking up on all these patterns and conditioning and then we get confused <laughs> about who we are and what we're supposed to do. Um, but when we intentionally choose to awaken that Kundalini energy, she travels from the base of our spine all the way up through our energy centers, our chakras, cl- clearing and cleansing and purging everything along the way that is not ours. So it's returning us home. I always say it's like the most deep coming home to yourself that you will ever experience. So really, really, really powerful when we start to connect to that part of ourselves. Um, Kundalini energy is also directly related to our nervous system. So we see a lot of people with their like whacked out fried nervous systems Um, whether they're in that really agitated, overwhelmed, can't concentrate, like flying off the handle all the time, or they're in that total shutdown state where we see depression, we see isolation, um, really pulling away, disconnection from self. Those are all different kinds of nervous system, um, like dysregulation. And so Kundalini can really help activate and regulate that nervous system. Um, and then it works directly with our aura, which is what I'm most excited about to talk with you today, because our aura is our magnet. (laughs) So it's our magnetizer. So when we practice Kundalini yoga and meditation, it is to prep the body, prime the body and activate that Kundalini energy. So we prep the body for the energy to flow open up our energy meridians, everything. We have like these open pathways that are ready to receive. And then we awaken the energy. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yes. I love <laughs> that so much. Yeah. So many follow-up questions. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're touching on like raising your energetic vibration and you kind of said, not just like think a positive thought, high vibe, but what it feels like (laughs) is it's like, it raises the baseline of your energetic, like your home state, which is, you just brought up the nervous system. So it's like over time clearing and activating that home base energy. So we're not just thinking a positive thought and being high vibe, but then triggered in the next moment into something being low vibe. And we're all over the place. It's like a practice to almost cultivate and sustain that, that soul energy, that energy that is like you say, dormant. And probably because of the Piscean age and all of this, we've probably probably it's been dormant in most humans for however long that's been going on, but now it's starting to awaken. I don't know if that's true, but it feels like. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, especially as women, I mean, yes, men too, but women, we have been suppressing our power. We have been forced to suppress our power for a couple thousand years now. And so when we are told to 
sit down, stay quiet. It's unsafe to be in your power. It's unsafe to be seen. We shut down that power. So we're essentially shutting down our Kundalini. So the more we feel safe, especially as we're healing these witch wounds and, you know, really coming into this new era, our Shakti energy, our Kundalini energy feels more safe to be expressed now more than ever. So Mm. it's, yeah, it's not that we, or necessarily born that way. I look at it more as like an evolutionary thing that happened due to the feeling of ungroundedness, unsafety, not safe to be in your power, in your full expression, who you are. Um, so we learned how to be really good at suppressing it. So then we were just not connected to it. So now we're coming into a time where it's like, oh, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I, I like this. And with that, we also see a lot of people who are like, oh, this feels really uncomfortable. This is really scary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we work with this type of yoga meditation, it's a big permission slip too to let yourself play in that energy and be in that energy and see what it feels like to really, you know, be in your power and be in your magnetism. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I was going to ask if it's more applicable to, you know, females versus males or, you know, what type of energy it is. Um, because I, I did in your, in your program, I found it. First of all, when I first discovered Kundalini, I'm like, this isn't yoga because I'm used to flow yoga or like you said, hot yoga, yin yoga, Bikram yoga, Hatha yoga, whatever. I was like, this isn't yoga, but it's so much more. It's this like, life force, the activation, as you're saying, but I found it incredibly confronting and a lot of resistance, like sitting there doing this, going like, <laughs> like I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. My back hurts. Totally. Like, like, I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. What is this? Like, what am I like, you know, it's, it's kind of like breath work, but it's kind of like energy mm-hmm. moving everything you're describing. It's so beautifully. So it is a type of yoga. Um, yeah but it's not your traditional flow yoga where there's poses or maybe there are poses I just haven't gone into. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like, how is it yoga? Like, yeah, totally. So being that it's the yoga of awareness, we're working a lot more with the intuition. We're working a lot more with like third eye, pineal gland, um, and then different energetic meridians within the body, as opposed to, um, some types. So also Kundalini has 8,000 different Kriyas or movements mm. or actions. So there is more yoga to it. Um, but a lot of what I teach is more the meditative Kriyas that are like energy medicine that are like really, really quick. So they're, they seem different, but we're definitely working with deeply with the subconscious, um, the frequency as opposed to different postures and poses that are used inside of yoga. So pairing them together, but you'll still see like warrior pose or different things. Um, I think yoga has evolved a lot over the years mm-hmm. to be more suited for us being in our body. And we love fitness and we love movement. Um, Kundalini yoga is very old, like very, very thousands and thousands of years old. It predates um, like most religious constructions predates Christianity by like thousands of years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very old. Yeah. So when you're doing Kundalini yoga and meditation though, like you'll notice that you use a lot of postures, um, and mudras, mudras, different hand positions, um, pressing on different parts of the body or doing, um, a repetitive movement that involves certain parts of the body, 
what we're doing is we're using energy meridians really similar to acupressure or Mm -hmm. acupuncture. Mm -hmm. So when you look at, say, traditional Chinese medicine, you have five elements, right? And the five elements are um, your creativity or your curiosity and your different phases of life, different phases of our menstrual cycle. And having all of these elements in balance is essentially how we have a healthy body, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have something that's out of whack and you go to acupuncture or acupressure, they're going to look at um, your different energy meridians that run through your body, whether it be like your liver meridian or your kidney meridian or um, Which are the always heart the one that are meridian. <laughs> yeah. So they're looking at these different functions of the body and what emotions relate to that, what organs relate to it, mm-hmm. what, you know, and, and then they will start either inserting needles or putting pressure onto these specific meridians. Kundalini yoga does that same thing. So when we do different mudras or put ourselves in different postures or use different pranayama breath, or we use a different gaze, like sometimes you're looking at your nose, sometimes you're like your eyes are looking at your third eye or your chin, or it's creating different pressure on different energetic meridians to produce a specific outcome or result. Mm. Yeah. So that's how like the medicine part of it works. (laughs) I, I have such a deep respect and draw towards traditional Chinese medicine. I've been around it a lot and I just really believe in it. The way that they look at the body, I think is just incredible. And, um, you know, it's, it's also interesting to go to acupuncture a while ago and they're like, Oh, your liver, you know, has like a stagnant chi energy. Like, what else are you experiencing? Right. And it was like, Oh, are you cold all the time? I'm like, Yep. But do you have a draw to like chewing ice and drinking ice? And I'm like, Yes, but I'm always cold and it's so confusing. And all these different, what seemingly random symptoms are to do with these energy centers. And it, it, you know, a lot of times tradition or um, Western medicine is just looking at the problem. They're giving you a painkiller. Totally. They're, you know, it's that one sort of thing where, Oh, your knee hurts. Let's give you a pill. But this is like, oh, are you also experiencing like a heavy heart and a headaches? And then you're like, yeah, these are all the things going on. It's just so fascinating. And so that really made sense to me about creating pressure on different points, whether it's the mudras or the gaze. Um, and that really makes sense. Looking back at whenever I've done Kundalini, I'm like, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's part of almost the discomfort in some ways is so that so. you're creating yeah. pressure on parts that actually need to be totally. released or have energy move through, which we all know in healing, it's not easy yeah. to release energy. It's not always just clear sailing. It's sometimes emotional and triggering. And yeah. I was going to ask about that. Why do you feel especially the breath part of it, the parts where you're like, like whatever that is and your belly's going in and out and over and over and over. I find it gets so like, I just get almost like frustrated, agitated. Yeah. And I'm like, I know I need to just keep breathing through this, but what is that? Do you think, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, from what you know, what is that? Yeah. So like I said, when we practice Kriyas, they, they correlate with different energetic meridians. So when we're doing something like a breath of fire or say an ego eradicator, when you have your thumbs up and you put them like this, we have a heart meridian line that runs right from our thumb all the way down to our heart. And this whole center is a fire center. You add breath of fire to that, that pranayama really quick, like solar plexus active. It's a very fire element Kriya. So if we already have a fire element that is out of balance inside of our body. Maybe we're a very fiery person or we've got some kind of overabundance of fire. And then we start practicing a Kriya like that. Mm. It can cause 
agitation. It can cause overwhelm. It can cause like a whole, a whole plethora of issues, um, that would go along with having an overactive fire meridian. So Mm. that's why like inside of my programs, I pair certain Kriyas with certain activities because I believe that certain times in business require more fire. They Mm. require more creativity. They require more push. It's almost like an agitated energy where it's like, I have an overabundance of energy and I don't know what to do with it. You don't, let's go launch. Like, let's go launch a program. Let's go make sale. Let's go big, right? Where there's parts in your business where it's like, we need to be really reflective. We need to be really creative and curious and connected to what our mission is so that we can start to create offers. So then we're looking at things like water element and metal element kriyas to help activate that really watery, creative, flowy state within the body. Mm. So I think we can pair Kundalini and what we understand about it, traditional Chinese medicine, what we understand about it it. with different points of our life, different points of our business, different points of stuff that's coming up in our life that we need that extra help, that Mm. extra medicine, that extra nurturance in different areas. So there's that. I also know that That's why I believe that it can be not dangerous, but not ideal to start Googling Kundalini Kriyas Mm -hmm. (laughs) or working with a practitioner um, who doesn't know what they're doing because it's so much deeper than yoga, right? Mm -hmm. It is energy medicine. You wouldn't go and find some pills on the counter and read it and just start taking them. You go to, you know, a, a physician who knows what they're doing to get a prescription. And this is very much the same. So When I work with my clients, we look at what is going on. Where do you feel disconnected? Where do you feel like shit's going haywire? And is there different um, things that we can do to start bringing the life back into balance? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's so true. It's like you, even trauma healing, like you don't just go to anyone. You have to be in the right space, (laughs) doing the right, having the right conversations, even breath work, like a breath work facilitator that isn't, you know, educated in say trauma, like you could just open up people's stuff and then be like, bye, see you next week. And then they're left in kind of a dangerous place or an Mm -hmm. unsafe feeling place. Um, So it's really important. It, It sounds like to really you know, be with somebody who knows their stuff and yeah. has it be like a practice and an art rather than just some catchy thing you try to do. Like, totally. you know, you Google yourself. Totally. Um, so what's with the snake? I'm curious. Yeah. What is with the snake and Kundalini? <laughs> when you said it about coming up the chakras, I like, I was like, Ooh, that feels like that's where the snake comes in, but I don't know if that's true. So tell yeah. me about the snake. <laughs> um, so like the serpent energy, I mean, has been used for thousands of years in symbology, but it really symbolizes that shedding, shedding and transformation, Mm. shedding and transformation. And so the symbolism of the snake came in Kundalini that like Kundalini has been the serpent symbology since the beginning. I think even Mm. that's why, like, without getting totally religious on things, like, is that why there was the serpent that was considered evil? Mm. You know, when we're talking about raw form of power, raw form of identity, raw form of like, you know what I mean? That, that unfiltered power 
And then all of a sudden this symbology comes in making it evil and making it wrong, just like witchcraft was evil and it was mm. wrong and practicing manifestation was evil and it's wrong. And it's like, no, psychic intuition. Absolutely. <laughs> like, what do you mean? You're a psychic? Oh my God. Like you're, you're the devil's work. You're a horrible person. And so I think it's just interesting the more I learn about it, but essentially where that comes from, number one, it is like a coiled energy that is at the base of the spine. So that coiled representation, serpent energy. Um, When you look at the nadis, do you know much about like the nadis and the energy flow, how it works through the body? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So the way that the energy flows, like our... Mm -hmm our nadis that could basically that big central energy channel and then our feminine and our masculine energy and the way that they flow up they're also representative of the snake that is what they have been written in scripture for thousands of years um my own perception i guess of what that that energy is is when we are like now modern day woman, as I evolve and I transform and I change, it's not easy. It is hard and it is rough and it takes effort. And it's no different than when a snake is shedding its skin. It doesn't just fall off and it's easy. It will grind and scratch against rocks and um, boulders and the hard sand, and it takes time and it takes effort to actually shed that skin for transformation. I think Kundalini mm. is very much that same thing. Like you're not going to do one Korea one time and be like, Oh, I manifested a million dollars and I'm magnificent and radiant and, and healthy. It's a practice that we do over time. But as we do it and we shed shit that is not ours, it is the most beautiful process on the other side. So mm classic symbology, but also I love to look at it and just like that transformation that is not easy, but it is so worth it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny as we're talking all of a sudden, I'm like, what is that sensation? The base of my spine is like <laughs> aching. Like it's like aching. It's almost like, yeah. not like my tailbone went out of alignment, but it's like yeah. aching, like pulsing. It's so funny. It's not even tingling. It's like almost hurts, but in a, like, I'm like, yeah. that's really interesting that we're talking about this. Like, and I'm, remember me? Yeah, totally. <laughs> remember me or Kundalini? It's like, ask about the snake. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so powerful. I'm also such a sensitive person and like, you know, just can feel things so deeply. So often when the medicines in front of me were in a conversation, it's like, you feel totally. that butterflies or something going on to say like, this is important to you. So if anyone else's tailbone is aching or tingling or anything, <laughs> any weird sensations are yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Totally. So how did you think that's cool too? And I'll share this with you because I think that it makes sense. And I know we wanted to talk about manifestation. So Kundalini, when we use it for manifestation, what's really, really cool is we all have, and I'm sure you've talked about this multiple times on here, but our aura, right? Which is our electromagnetic field. So every single in case we haven't talked about it, our we all have an aura that surrounds us. It is an electromagnetic field that sends out and emits like a radio frequency. So what you send out is what you actually attract back in. We also have an arc line that runs from ear to ear. And on women, we have a secondary one that runs from nipple to nipple across the heart space. Hmm. This is like a nucleus. It's like the nucleus of our aura. So it decides, this arc line decides what radio frequency am I going to emit? So the aura emits the, um, arc line is deciding from our mind, 
what it wants to emit. So this is the science behind thinking the thoughts that manifest things into your reality, right? We hear that all the time. Think positive thoughts and it will manifest. Or if you think shitty thoughts, now you're attracting in shitty things. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily true. However, our thoughts are being, they create certain frequencies that are emitted this way. So when we practice Kundalini, what we're doing is working directly with our arc line and our aura. So it can Mm -hmm. make our aura bigger and brighter and cleaner and more um, magnetic. So we're manifesting in easier. Like (laughs) there was a joke that went around and I was like, oh, that's actually really true about people who practice Kundalini every day. I don't know a broke Kundalini like yoga master, Hmm. like in some kind of way, whether abundance means a lot of money or abundance means like they just live a really, really rich life and they're really happy and things work out for them and they're healthy. And it's like, you know, that, that vitality and abundance and ecstasy and joy, there is not a Kundalini yogi that doesn't experience that. Mm. Like, it's just wild. Like that is true. I don't know one. So it's really, really neat when we start to use this technology and we're cleaning out what is not ours we're using that electromagnetic field to actually Mm. manifest what it is that we want. Oh, I love that so much because it just shows that it's not, and I do talk about this a lot where it's not just about Mm -hmm. going and getting a bunch of stuff. Like God's not your vending machine. It's not about like, and and I joke here too, that most of the people listening to the show, myself included, we found law of attraction to manifest some things. And then you fast forward a little bit, trying to manifest things. And all of a sudden you realize you're knee deep in a freaking awakening being like, what the hell am I in my soul and past lives? Absolutely. It's like this Mm -hmm. in that you start to realize, oh, it's not (laughs) about the things it's about the inner journey. So it's really a testament to have a practice like Kundalini every day is just going to cultivate that joy and that energy and in the Mm -hmm. auric field and in all of that, which just will attract abundance, whether you're saying vision board and $10,000 and I want this $50,000 months or whatever, you can actually release all of that and just be in your natural magnetic field and attract everything you need and more. Mm-hmm. Um, to be abundant, even if you're not focusing on money, that's a huge thing that shifted for me in the last bunch of years. It's like, I just don't focus on money in the way of like, I got to make this much and this, the money goals as much. I focus on how I feel. I focus on cultivating my own joy, my own pleasure, my own meaning, my own relaxation yeah. space is so important to me, all these things. And every time I do my income goes up and it's like, I don't even have to focus on money anymore. I focus on me and my energy, which sounds like that's exactly what Kundalini is doing. Why it's so good for manifestation. Isn't like do this to manifest money. It's like, do this to clear your field, to become more magnetic, to attract everything that's meant for you. And that will lead to being taken care of financially as well. Absolutely. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, like I built a seven figure business online And when I got there, it was like, oh, like, is this it? This is what we worked so hard for. This is what we sacrificed for, you know, and that was in my first business that I built online. So I built my first business to seven figures and I did it 
for the money. I did it for the accolades. I did it for the simple pleasure and reason of I'm going to be successful and I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to manifest a lot of money and it's going to be awesome. And then you get there and you're like, well, I'm still not happy. I'm still not fulfilled. I'm still not turned on. I'm still not activated. And like, quite frankly, my relationships and my relationship with myself is falling apart. So Mm -hmm. what is happiness, you know? And when I came into this business three years ago, I was a big part of it. Like I was so devoted to Yes, I will be successful. Yes, I will create a life beyond my wildest dreams, but I will not do it at the expense of my well being or my happiness or my core values, like what Mm -hmm. is important Mm -hmm. to me. And it's always evolving and changing because money at the, like when I say money can't buy happiness, like, well, yeah, it can, you know, it can buy a lot of things that do make you happy, but core soul fulfillment has nothing to do with what's in your bank account. Mm -hmm. And I think that I could be completely broke and doing my soul's work and still be happy. But if Mm -hmm. I'm not doing my soul's work and I'm rich, well, then that's shitty. I've been there, done that. So Mm -hmm. when I came into this business, which I've grown to like in the last three years, we've generated over $1.8 million inside of this business. And I only work maybe 15, 20 hours a week. So am I still creating things that are seemingly impossible to what I believed I was capable of? Absolutely. But it didn't require me sacrificing what was important to me to Mm. get there. So now it's focusing on what does make me curious? What does make me excited? What does light me up? And I'm a smart fucking businesswoman, right? Mm. So I can take the practical steps to build money or I, you know, for anybody else manifesting, it's like, I make sure that my meridians are on board. So I'm not blocking myself for success. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting my anger get in the way. I'm not letting resentment get in the way. I'm not letting my lack of self-belief or my follow through my procrastination or my people pleasing or whatever it is. I'm not letting that get in the way. I see who I am. I see what I want. And I stay committed to it with devotion and belief. And I'm excited. I'm turned on. I'm curious. I'm exploring. I'm learning. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm neutral, balanced, right? Like all of these emotions. How do you want to feel on the pathway to get there? That is the most important. Otherwise you get there and it is so empty, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really hear you. I teach a lot about core beliefs and my, mm-hmm. my or core values, sorry, in my signature program, because it's like, this is, this is where we need to start. We all want to manifest a Everything. bunch of stuff, but are you being true to your soul and your soul's essence and what's really important to you? on a core level. And if adventure and community and integrity or authenticity is important to you, but there's none of that because you're just trying to focus on money or you're around people that don't make you feel like community, like those things will be bigger unblockers to to manifestation. If we kind of want to say like blocked or unblocked or whatever, those things are going to block you more than, you know, the, the business strategy that isn't right or whatever. Cause you could do almost any business strategy and it could work or it could not work. That's what I've really found is yeah it's, it's like they hard. all could work and they all could not work but it's mm-hmm. on you and when I started realizing that like the energy when I'm writing a post and this is now years ago but the energy when I'm writing an email the energy when I'm recording a podcast that I'm in is going to determine my success and who I am being when I'm not working is going to determine my success way 
more than getting the right funnel and getting the right sales page and making sure nothing is spelling mistakes. Like I am just not that person. There's spelling mistakes. There's links that are broken. There's shit all the time, but I'm fucking real and it's working. So (laughs) whatever, but it's because I do my own clean up my own energetic work, which is what it really sounds like. Kundalini is like activating your natural power so that you can then put your focus on what's important to you, whether it's your health or your business Mm -hmm. or finding a partner or whatever. And it can happen so much easier than just trying to be like, I got to find love. And then that's going to make me happy. Or I got to make that, you know, the seven figure mark or whatever. Um, I'm curious um, how you found Kundalini. I was going to ask you this at the beginning, and then we just kind of went off on all the cool, deep shit, but how did yeah. you find it? How did it come into yeah. your life? Totally. I would say that Kundalini finds you. And I yeah. really <laughs> deeply believe that, that like when anybody that I talk to, they're like, how did you find it? They're like, you popped up out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah, Kundalini finds you when you're ready for it. Mm. And so quite a few years ago, my, my middle daughter is now six. Um, after I had her, I had really bad postpartum anxiety, like severe debilitating anxiety. Um, which is when like I left my first business, I like burnt it to the ground and was like, I know that there's more for me. I don't know what it is. Um, and so it was right around that same period of time where I, I feel like that was my biggest spiritual awakening or the the biggest like collapse of my spiritual journey where it was like, I'm shedding so much shit at a hyper speed right now. And I'm putting myself back together and it is not easy. And I think that happened too, because, and I know that so many people resonate with this. You get this little whisper of like, you're made for more. There's something Mm. else out there. This is not it yet. And you're like, nah, we're fine. Like, you know, I, I, the business was going well. I was happy in my marriage, like outsider looking and everything was good. And it was like, Casey, there's more, there's more to your soul's mission. There's more to your soul's mission. I ignored it. I ignored it. And then of course the universe comes in and is like, uh, (laughs) hello. Like if you're not going to listen to me when I'm being gentle, then I'm going to give you that like royal kick in the ass and force you to start looking at some of this shit. So my version of that was, um, postpartum anxiety. And that's kind of when that Kundalini found me, it just started popping up everywhere. I kept hearing, hearing, you know, Kundalini yoga on social media or different um, things that I was reading. So then I started Googling, like I had like the insight timer app and I had no idea what Kundalini even was like, is it yoga? Is it meditation? Is it a drug? Like, I don't know. What is this thing? Is it a cult? It kind of looks like a fucking cult, right? Like I was like, "Eh, I don't know about this. So I started researching it more and more. And then I just found different people online who taught yoga and different kriyas. And so I just started trying it on and I love the way that it made me feel. I joined like a 40 day Kundalini journey. And so I practiced like one Kriya for 40 days, a a lot of how, um, like I introduce it to new people in my world. Mm -hmm. So I did that and I just started practicing different Kriyas and then started studying it, studying it like an art. And then I went off and got like Kundalini yoga certified and Mm -hmm. took a bunch of couple of like other certifications around, um, the way that that energy works inside of the body and different meridians. And, um, then obviously went off and got certified in like, um, psychotherapy, different psychotherapy techniques, nervous system regulation again, because like when we're working with yoga, I think that all yoga teachers and Kundalini yoga teachers should be at a minimum trauma informed, if not taking, um, like somatic experiencing and things like that. So 
anyways, mm. off topic. Um, that is how I found it. I feel like it found me at the best time when I needed it the most because my body was so dysregulated. Um, my anxiety was so bad. I couldn't even get out of bed most days. And that's in those moments, you kind of like start grasping at straws, mm-hmm. you know, like anything in that moment would have been great. <laughs> like, mm. you know, any, and I really, really didn't want to take medication for it. And so it was kind of my last, um, last chance. At how can I do this holistically? So, mm-hmm. and it did, it like truly, truly changed my life on so many levels. <laughs> what did you notice when you were, and first of all, I just want to say, I'm so sorry that you experienced yeah. that. Um, yeah. nobody, you know, I just, that's such a dense journey, especially just having a child really and you're is, saying, yeah. you know, business is great. Marriage is great. We've got the children. Everyone's like, Oh, you look like you're doing so great. Congratulations. You're doing so great. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm actually fucking dying inside. And it's, I can't yeah, even get 100%. out of bed. So yeah. I just want to say, I'm sorry that you yeah. went through that. Of course it led you to better things, but woman to totally. woman, mom to mom, it's like, yeah. mm, want to give you a hug. I will accept your hug. Yeah, (laughs) It is, you know, and I think that this is such a cool opportunity too, that like the things that you are going through, because it looks like everybody else online is not going through it, or all the moms in your circle are not going through it. Like we walk through that fire without always showing it on the outside. You don't ever know what's going on on the inside for somebody. And like, I love normalizing that conversation too, especially mompreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're building businesses and we're have all of these spinning plates and we're doing it all. And forever and ever and ever, it was like, don't show your weakness, hustle, go bigger, that like boss babe mentality, you know? And it was like, I came from that business world where it was like, don't show your weakness. Like you, you go big and you do big things. And, um, so to be struggling with something like that did feel very, um, it like brought up the weakness, right. It felt like weakness. And so we're normalizing that more people go through it than we know. And that it was one of those things that now I get to teach women a different perspective, you know, and how we can be successful and we can be embodied and we can work absolute magic and miracles in the world, not at the expense of our well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. So I have this thing that I teach about uh, my signature programs called activated. And one of the things I teach yeah. about is this tool about finding activators for you. And it's this yeah. in part of the pro reprogramming the conscious and subconscious brain. When you see somebody that you deeply relate to that activates mm-hmm. you. So say somebody's dealing with wanting to holistic heal their chronic pain and they yeah. start finding somebody who has done that their part yeah. of their brain goes, they've done it. So I can do it. So we find these activators and they light up a part of you. You are an activator for me. I've never even told you that, but the fact that you're a mom of three, because activators, the way I teach it is that they're very similar to you. And that's why you don't find them all the time. You find people that are inspiring, but those people that are like, holy shit, they went from a hundred thousand dollars in debt to a millionaire. And they're a mom of, you know, whatever. And the fact that you are Canadian from a small town in Canada, you're a mom of three, (laughs) you have a spiritual business. You've you, since the moment I found you, I think it was your podcast. I found first 
you've lodged in my brain. It's been like, Casey can fucking do this. I can fucking do this. And then being in your containers and seeing you and like, you encourage people to be multi-passionate and to be creative. And you always say like, I don't want to put myself in a box. Like I want to teach this and I want to teach this. And there's so many levels of how much you are an activator. And even just hearing you talk about parenting, I'm like, fucking thank God. Because even though you share very authentically, it's easy to compare and be like, she's rocking the business. She's also got three kids. They're little, like, how the hell does she do it? She stays fit. Health is important. Like it's all these things that are me that I'm I'm like, man, she's activating. So even just hearing you be real about your struggle and then also finding these energy practices and building businesses while balancing children and core values. And I just, you're going to inspire so many people that are listening and you've been like such a personal activator for me. I have like two people and you're one of them because you just, there's something about it that you're just so honest and real and you've done it. You've done multiple businesses that are successful, but more than that, you're like you say, the nervous system, the joy, the being a parent, being present with your kids, not trading that success for never being there. And, you know, I I just, you're so inspiring to me. So I just kind of wanted to share that while you're here on the show. (laughs) I really, really appreciate that. And at the end of the day, that feels like that's what it's about, you Mm -hmm. know, like there's, yeah, like achieving the things and, and, all of it's really, really cool, but it's hearing stories like that or people who are like, because of you, I didn't give up or I found you on the internet. And it was just such a possibility portal for me that I was like, fuck it. I'm going all in. I'm going to do, I'm going to launch the program today just because I got a little boost of energy from you. And I'm like, that makes it worth it. You know, mm-hmm. putting yourself out online and it's not comfortable and it's not easy, but it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No problem. I'm glad I got to share. Um, okay. So where, or is there anything else? Actually, hang on. <laughs> My last, last question. <laughs> Wait, <whoa. laughs> um, yeah. How do you feel? And we've touched on this throughout, but for the entrepreneurs or the aspiring entrepreneurs, why do you feel that Kundalini is so important when you're in business? When, cause all the people listening, we are seekers. Most people are empaths, very yeah. similar to you and I, probably everyone listening, we could sit and have tea with and have amazing conversations. So people like us, mm-hmm. um, why do you think Kundalini is so important in the entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. So I think number one, obviously number one, that nervous system regulation that it offers is huge. Like it, it gives us the, it's great for your immune system. Very important for entrepreneurs, less sick days, you know, the high stress load that we have. Um, so for that aspect, you know, doing big things in the world as a human, that's a lot on our physical little human body. So, um, the yoga and the meditation is really powerful for that. But beyond that, the way that I look at it, when you have blocks in different energetic meridians, you're going to see things like, um, you have all the ideas, but you're not executing on anything or you're selling and you're selling and you're selling, but you're not making sales or you know that you're really, really good at what you do, but there's visibility blocks there. You're afraid to be seen. You're afraid to speak your truth. You're dimming it down on social media. Um, Anything that's happening that is like air quotes, energetics inside of your business, then we start questioning, well, what is the energetics? What does that even mean? Like if the strategy is not working, it's something energetic. Okay, cool. What do I do with that? Do I start manifesting? Do I need to do affirmations? Am I journaling on all my shitty thoughts and why it might not be working? Like 
no, those are outdated things that are not going to work for this new age. <laughs> like the reality of it, right? What worked before is not going to work moving forward. So when we practice that Kundalini, our business has those same energetic meridians like we do. Our business has water elements. Our business has fire elements, earth elements, right? So when we start pairing Kriyas and Kundalini with those energetic meridians, we can use Kriyas for launching. We can use Kriyas for um, expanding our network, expanding our audience, reaching our soulmate clients, getting our message out there. We can use Kriyas to um, ramp up our magnetism and our manifestation abilities. Like we're calling in soulmate clients. We can also use it for um, when it's time to not be launching and making sales and being visible and being bold and all the things, but we need to reel it back in, in self-reflection, come back home into the body. Who am I at this level of leadership? Because we're always evolving and changing. And then we forget to come home and then that's like whole shit storm in itself, right? Mm -hmm. So we can use Kundalini um, really just to continue that um, self-discovery and self-inquiry over and over and over again. I come home, I learn a little bit more of myself. I go out into the big world and I share all of me. I create offers. I make sales. Things are going well. I increase my magnetism. And then I start that cycle over again. Mm. So it's just... It's a tool for the energetics of business, but it's a tactical, practical, tangible, touchable, practicable tool and mm. not trying to like, maybe I'll pull some more Oracle. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I'm the wooiest person in the world, right? Like I'm out there doing all the things, burning the things and I'm burying things. And like, I love me, you know, a whole bunch of practices, but this is so different. It's just a different technology for, uh, higher caliber human. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. I love all those sort of symptoms you're talking about of being blocked in these different areas of either not being, you know, being scared to be visible or like trying to sell, not making sales or your confidence, mm -hmm. your authenticity, your, you know, not knowing what to put out or putting out all the things or whatever it is, procrastination. Cause I think on the entrepreneurial journey, I've been almost 10 years too. I think I'm in year eight and a half or so. Um, and I've been through all of those and I would be lying to say that none of those ever affect me. Cause we Absolutely. always are working with our energy. We're real humans, right? So I love that you touched on that. Those are so common for us to, to be navigating, especially in business. Um, oh, totally. perfect. So I would love to just hear, um, as we end this beautiful conversation, where can people find you? What do you have going on? What do you offer? Definitely like mention the podcast, the, the programs, like, what do you have going on? How can people connect deeper with you? Yeah. I feel like I have so many things going on all the time. Cause again, I'm just like that creative. I'm like, Oh, I love but everything. See, you give so us permission. Cause I <laughs> I'm doing programs. I'm doing this last year. I put out a freaking coloring book, a manifestation activity and coloring book. And I'm like, I didn't my assistant. I'm like, so I'm putting out a coloring book. She's like, okay, just rolling with it. Cause I know you I'm like Casey gives me permission to be everything that I am. So there we go. <laughs> that's so beautiful. I love it. And I think that's what it is. Like at the end of the day, let's be creative. And if it works, awesome. If it works amazing, like, woohoo, let's do it again. And if it doesn't like no harm done, it was fun while we did it. You know, yeah. it's like those relationships that go South. It's like, it wasn't all bad, you yeah, know, like totally. it was still fun while I was doing it. Like yeah. the flirting part was fun. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so 
I am most hanging out right now on Instagram. I am Casey Villard, just like my name. Um, that's where I hang out most of the time. I also have a Facebook group, the As She Rises community on Facebook. I do a lot of trainings, free trainings inside of there. I'll do Kundalini activations. Um, and it's just a really cool place for sisterhood. So I definitely recommend those two places, the podcast and power project radio. Um, I love podcasting and just sharing all kinds of stuff like this and like bringing on really cool guests. Um, so there's that piece. And then, I mean, how to come into my world. What, when will this podcast episode be coming out? I will probably have, um, I always have my membership open. So this is a low cost membership that I have that has all kinds of Kundalini activations, live Kundalini classes every single month. There's business mentorship directly with me inside of there. Lots of business tools, um, hypnotherapy and nervous system regulation stuff. So it's really just a, uh, spiritual energetic and healing toolkit for, entrepreneurs. So it's a really, really, really cool place to do master classes and all kinds of stuff in there. Um, so the membership, and I think at the time of this coming out, um, we are doing the, as she rises live event in September, September 30th through October 1st, um, in Calgary, Alberta, and tickets are going to go on sale in a couple of days for that. So depending on when this episode comes out, we, um, yeah, we have tickets and it's going to be amazing. And the speakers and like, holy shit. Yeah. It's been like such a labor of love over the last couple months, um, working with like venues and event planners. And I'm like, Oh, this is such a stretch outside of my comfort zone. Um, but yeah, it's two days. It is a live networking, um, event for spiritual entrepreneurs, healers, mystics, visionaries, um, and really just all kinds of like modern day medicine women to come together and collaborate and see lots of speakers on marketing and sales and breath work and money and manifestation, but also like practical money, how to take care of your money. Um, it's going to be an incredible incredible event. And then Saturday night, we have a goddess activation party where you come dressed as your higher self. And we have like a DJ and you get to just like embody your highest self at like a, a full on party. Like it's going to be the best fucking event ever. And so tickets go on sale. We're going to have buy one, bring a buddy. So buy one, get one free tickets. And I would love to see you there. Oh my goodness. I, <laughs> I just like want to say I have to be there. I'm like, sweet. You have to clear be the there. calendar right now as we're live. Clear, clear the, the freaking calendar. You have to, Sounds it's going to be, oh, every time they send me new things about like the branding for it or like the visuals for it or like the different details of the event and the vendors and all the stuff. I'm just like, Oh my God, like, is this even real? This is going to be the coolest event ever. That is amazing. <laughs> Have you done a live event before? Like no. that? So we've been, I've been to many, many, many live events, um, especially, and I've spoken at lots of live events, especially through like network marketing and that kind of stuff. Um, but I've never planned one. And then we intended to do this in 2020 and then the world kind of shut down went haywire. And so, um, this year was a first year that was like, do we do it? There's that possibility that like, you know, things could shut down or, you know, it's, there's so many unknowns now that like, whatever. And I was like, no, it's on my heart. We have to do it. Um, so we did, we decided that this year was the year to do the event and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we have yeah, like, we need it. um, like 350 to 500 tickets 
It's going to be huge. Ah, I got like full body goosebumps. Okay. I I I really, yeah, it's so cool. And I'm I love so that you excited. nurture the entrepreneur, um, all of it, the mind, body, soul. Cause I want to see things on strategy and I want to see things on business, but I also want to see things on breath work and internal like medicine and energy medicine and it's being everything. around other entrepreneurs. And it's just so beautiful. I can't yeah. wait. Oh my I goodness. Know. I want it That's to just so feel fun. like a big room of like sisterhood where you just want to hug everybody, but you're also like looking at everybody. Like you are so badass and magnificent. And like, I just want everybody to feel like completely like swept away by power and magnetism like your higher self when you step into that room like the I can feel it in my body you know mm-hmm. like what I want people to experience when they come and so yeah like it, I wanted it to be like a a networking event for spiritual entrepreneurs or you know but it goes so much further than just sales mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. like come one person leave another. It's going to be magnificent. It's almost like a <laughs> retreat match. Like yes, this is yes. with a convention sort that of. That is totally what I wanted it to feel like. Yeah. So even with like the decor and everything, it's like very like velvety couches and like, I want it to feel like a retreat and we have like a shopping hour for all of the vendors and like, it's going to be really cool. That is so cool. I will definitely make sure to put all of the links below the event, the podcast, your membership, your Facebook group. We'll put all of that below. So you guys can check out Casey. Definitely. If you know, if this has been resonating with you, she is the real deal. That's for sure. (laughs) You really are. It's so awesome to see. I love you. And for putting Canada on the map. Thanks for that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I feel like there's not enough of us just killing it up here. It's because it's too cold. We hibernate too long in winter. I'm like, I'm not going outside. I know. I love where I live, but I'm like, I am also meant to do the snowbird thing. Like a lot of Canadians do where I go somewhere for most of the winter and come back for the spring and summer and even fall. I'll be here for that. But these months I'm just like, my body is cold. Um, but anyway, different, different conversations. So thank you so much, Casey, for being here. I appreciate it so much. You're amazing. Mm -hmm. I just love you to bits and it's an honor to be in your circle and have this conversation, spread your medicine to all of the listeners. And yeah, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, Thank you for having me and sharing this space. It feels so good to just hang out with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode on the Awakening Her podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation between me and my guest. And if you did, we would love to hear from you. Come find us on Instagram. All the links are below in the show notes. Take a screenshot that you're listening to this episode, sharing your takeaways or your enthusiasm for the show. Tag us both over on Instagram. And if you do that, I will send you a free gift. I really do hope you enjoyed this conversation and I will see you in the next episode.